You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today we have a treat. We are going to be talking to Adrian Pagzosa about becoming fearless, self-improvement at work and in life. So Adrian Pagzosa is a registered dietitian and eating disorder specialist who also helps entrepreneurs set up businesses that actually thrive. And in something that I think is super interesting, she mentioned that she noticed that eating disorder brains and entrepreneur brains often have the same types of thinking patterns and or challenges. And so she has able to help both kinds of people um, progress. She's a mental health expert and public speaker and also has her own podcast. I'm super excited to share her with you because she's going to be just relevant to all of us, no matter what is holding us back. So Adrian, welcome to your superpowered mind. Kristen, I'm so excited to be here and to be a part of this podcast with y'all. Thank you. Oh, y'all, you're from Texas. Oh, of course. (laughs) How fun. So my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? And this question, I think it has so many levels. And as I was marinating over what superpower, and I think it was one to trust my mind and also which led into trusting myself. We have, I always tell people we have this itty bitty shitty committee inside of our head that tells us we're not good enough or can't do all of these things. And once I knew that I could trust myself, then I could get past all of those negative thoughts and trust my mind. Wow. That's well, okay. Right there. You're talking over something that's like a lifelong path for many people. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. It, it did not happen yesterday. It's right. Been- <laughs> right. So that process of getting over and out of your thoughts, that's, that sounds like what you do a lot with people, whether exactly. in, yeah, with entrepreneurs or with, with diet. So, so how is it that there's similar or uh, you know, similarities and how you would approach that. Oh, yeah. And it's it's interesting because a lot of times people don't think that of like how we nourish our body and how we show up in our business can kind of cross. And so how I kind of explain it to people is we have all of these beliefs that this is good, bad, right, wrong food, or this is how I should do things in my business. But when we take out all of that chitty chatty and that negative thoughts, and we start to really trust the process of like, oh, I can eat foods and my body is so amazing. It will digest it. And I can trust that my stomach is going to digest and my colon is going to do its magic. And then if I trust all of the steps in starting a practice, we can really slowly start to wash away all of that negative thoughts. 
And <laughs> it sounds so easy sitting here on this podcast of like, oh yeah, just trust the process. But I know that it takes practice. And that's kind of the purpose of working with a dietitian or a business coach. So they kind of meld together is we have to check in else we're going to fall apart really fast. Yes. Yes. And my, you know, my experience with, with guiding, because my area is thoughts that, you know, these thoughts that go round and round and actually how do you get out of those thoughts is it's like building a muscle to change what you think. I mean, occasionally you have huge paradigm shifts that are instantaneously, but a lot of it, this, how you show up in the world what you're thinking to yourself and how you're judging things. If you want to change that, it's a matter of working out your brain almost like a muscle. Oh, amen. Amen. (laughs) It takes so much time to build a new muscle and it takes so much time to change those thoughts and patterns. Um, I used to always have this thought that, oh, I hate reading. I hate reading. I wish I loved reading. I wish I could read books. All my friends read books. And so it has taken so much time and practice to do all of those things. I'm like, oh, I actually want to sit down and read because that's my new pattern. So it's taken years to get to that place. <laughs> wow. See, my problem is I could sit and read and not do any work. So. <laughs> I am so fascinated by people like that. I'm just like, oh, I trade you. I think it's cool. oh. so cool. <laughs> I know. And isn't that funny how we judge ourselves? Because I'm like, oh. Oh, if only I could go read and st- or work instead of reading, wanting to read. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love that, how people start to judge and put all those labels. And where did that come from? And how come? And how can we get rid of that label? Yes, yes, that's really truly lovely. So my what my first other question now because I have a first a million other questions always is what you know if you want to be fearless because I know you in your work with practitioners you know in building a business that's one of the things you talk about is becoming fearless. And first of all, what does it mean to be fearless to you? Uh love that question. And I think it's, it evolves. And so what is fearless when you first start out is going to be different when you, the eighth year into your business is going to be a different type of fearless. So to me, fearless is jumping in and trusting in your dreams. We all know, we all have that like little itty bitty voice in the back of our head saying like, yes, you do have that dream and you can actually have a practice. It is going to be work. You're going to have ups and downs and backwards and forwards and all of that. And just jumping in and seeing what happens. And what I love to do with my clients a lot is talk about worst case scenario. Okay. So worst case scenario, what if everything falls apart tomorrow and we have to shut down your practice? Cool. I'm 900% sure you can find another job and we can try it again. Maybe it wasn't the right time. So going from that worst case scenario and finding ways to like build up a safety cushion. And that's also one of the things I work with uh, clients a lot is, okay, what is your safety cushion when you jump? And might be different than my safety cushion when I jump into something. And so I want us also to feel really safe when we're fearless. (laughs) I love that. Right. So you're fearless and yet it's, you're not, you're not being Pollyanna-ish. 
like it's going to be easy necessarily, but you knowing that you can survive. Yes. And I think that's why a lot of people may not jump into starting a private practice, working on the relationship with their food and their body is because it seems too ginormous and too scary. But if you really look at the safety and what does your safety need to be in order to take that risk, it makes it a lot easier to like, okay, I can do this. I've got a plan. I have an idea. I'm not going to do this alone. Yes, that's great. It's this feeling of, I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs myself, and there's this feeling of, so they're going, they're going towards it, but with often with many pr- tasks or, you know, goals that they want to reach, there's this way that sometimes they give up before they even start. Oh, that breaks my heart. That breaks yes. my heart. <laughs> yes. So that's what we work on. So we do have to go take a break. Um, and when we come back, I am super excited to talk more about becoming fearless and self-improvement at work and life. Um, but where can people learn about you and what you do? Oh, thanks, Kristen. So people can check us out over at fearlesspractitioners.com. That's the website, and there's links to free downloads and the podcast. And then over on social media, it's just Adrian Paxoza. And it's, I'm on all social medias, and I love to play on social media. So come say hi. Uh, that's great. The, the love to talk and so play on social media, Let's uh, we'll talk about that just a second. Anyway, hang on. We'll be back in a moment. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking to Adrian Pagzosa about becoming fearless. And first of all, we don't have to talk about social media, but what I love is how you characterized it as play on social media. Again, <laughs> yes, so many play. people, it's like, oh, do I have to do this? And I have a little bit of that too. Like it's, there's a way in which you have to put yourself out there and it feels so vulnerable. Oh, so vulnerable. And it's one of those, I guess I don't take it that seriously. I'm just like, okay, it's social media. Like, come on, y'all. It's not going to be crazy insane. The real work happens outside of social media, at least for my patients and my clients. Um, So I've tried to 
kind of flip my mindset around that I'm I'm just going to go play on social media and have fun with it. So if I'm, I think the other day I was playing with dry ice in our office. And so I was like, this is amazing. This is so much my personality is that I'd rather be playing with dry ice than working. Uh Um, So (laughs) I think that's where playfulness and having more fun makes social media not so laborious. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So how, like, so let's say this is a good example. If let's say somebody is like, oh, I'm scared to post on social media because there's a way in which social media is the way that people learn about you and Mm -hmm. your practice. And, you know, if you're just being a person in the world, how people know what you're up to, what do you do if somebody is saying, I just am scared to do that? And I think you just have to do it. Anytime we do something new and outside of our safety zone, uh, it's going to be scary. And you're going to hem and haw and make up all these great excuses to go play with dry ice and post on social media. And it takes practice. So making that personal commitment and choice of I'm going to show up and I'm going to share something that's important to me, important to my audience, and that is Fun. So I always think of, I, I like those three areas, important to me, important to my audience, and something fun. You're able to have a better experience. And the cool part is, if you get it wrong and you mess up, there's a delete button. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can delete it. Yes, that is true. It's, it's um, it, although Facebook Live, well, yes, I guess Facebook Live, you still don't have to post. So there you go. You're right. You can just try <laughs> it and practice. And there is just taking that step forward. One of the things that I notice is people wait for this moment where they're not going to be scared. And that doesn't happen. You're going <laughs> to oh yeah, still no. be scared, but you're going to move anyway. And then yeah. you go, oh, look, I can do that oh, I actually didn't make a fool of myself. Or I did slightly, but look, I can still survive. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've done countless TV interviews and Facebook Lives and all that, and I still am, like, sweating to the bone and freaking out in my head every time I have said some silly things on TV and misspelled a gazillion different words and I still do it just because it's fun and that's uh, it's I promise you won't catch on fire you won't die um, if you do all these things you might just giggle at yourself and kind of have a, a vulnerability hangover as Brene Brown says <laughs> but you won't die right right but it's hard to believe it sometimes you do so so what kind of things do you notice that come up that get in people's ways. And I love how you talked about the worst case scenario and having a safety, an idea of a safety cushion. Um, So what do you mean by a safety cushion? Are you actually talking about money, having money, or is it more emotional safety cushion? Um, I, so since I'm not the therapist and I'm always like, ah, emotions, like that's for your therapist. I don't know. I like to really have that money talk because a lot of times uh, people really get worried about money and how am I going to pay my bills? And I can't do this. And And so they make up all these stories in their head. And so I want people to 
financially feel really safe if they're starting a private practice or starting their company or whatever it might be. So it's just pen and paper and some good old math. Like how much does it actually cost to be you? How much is your bills? Let's think about that. Let's put pen to paper. Okay. How much is it going to cost to start a practice? And how many patients do you need to be seeing? So it's to me, when it when I simple it down, <laughs> uh-huh. um, it becomes a lot more doable. I'm like, oh, okay, so I know I need to be seeing this amount of patients every single week to pay my bills. Cool. Okay, that's more digestible than how am I going to afford my life? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so let's say because I know that a lot of times we feel alone in our struggles. You know, whether we're actually trying to change our health and our diet or starting a business, there's this way in which, you know, I'm so afraid and insecure and I see everybody else out there doing so well. And what what kind of thoughts and struggles do you see people most dealing with? You know, these stories that they have. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I've talked about it so many times that we compare ourselves to other people's middle when I'm just in my beginning. So we see all over social media and in media that these people, oh, look at them. They have these ginormous practices or they've made peace with food and their body. That's amazing. And I'm still on the struggle bus. And so we get discouraged and we just make up these stories that we just can't do that. And knowing that they might have been working on this for years and they're in their middle of their whole process. So I always really encourage people to stop comparing your beginning to somebody else's middle and really look at, okay, I need to look at where I am and how I am going to move forward, not how, where they are and I'm not good enough and all that, but where are you and where are you in your journey? Yes, that's lovely. I I remember when I was first starting out as a coach, I talked to somebody who was doing quite well. And I remember her telling me that she would sometimes send out things for webinars, you know, online classes, and nobody would show up. And it's awful. <laughs> but I took so much comfort in that. Because she had this period where nobody was showing up. And then she w- went on to do very well. She does very well. And I, I'm, I'm laughing and giggling at the same time because, oh, my God, I've been there too. Like, we all have. Nobody just, like, pops out and is this amazing. Well, maybe Beyonce did. But yeah. not everybody can, like, have that, like, step on the stage and just rock it and is crushing everything it takes a lot of work. Um, I don't know if uh, there was this artist, um, oh, artist award, and they were talking about, oh, newcomer to singing, and oh, Lizzo won, and look at this new singer. And everyone's like, Lizzo's been around for years, and she's been working at this for years, and she's just now getting discovered. And it happens so often in the art world and in the performance world, but we forget that it happens in the day-to-day world, that anytime you start something, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And I guess, so that's part of what's so hard, I think, for people often is it's discouraging to think how long it might take to get there. Mm -hmm. 
right? So whether you've got your health is, you know, your weight or your fitness is really off, or you're just at the very beginning of starting a business, this idea of, oh my God, if it takes me three years, ah, oh, I can't survive that. So what do you do? How do you help people to not, again, it's almost like giving up before they've started. It's this way. It's too long. It's too big. What's your take on that? Oh, I, I hear that all the time from patients and clients. And, and when you said three years, I was like, sweet, three years, sign me up. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I was underestimating. Actually, sorry, people, I'm underestimating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Three years. And it can be. It's so, and, and that's the hardest part is to get over your own story in your head. And so what I really encourage people is to find a coach, to find support. Um, because when we sit in our heads and have that conversation with the itty bitty shitty committee, they'll tell you, oh yeah, three years, it takes forever. It should be, you should be there yesterday. Oh my gosh, you're so horrible, blah, blah, blah. So finding that outside community, that outside coach to really help you and walk through it is like life-changing and it helps you to really check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I cannot like, like shake people hard enough to say, please, please, please find support because that's when the magic happens. Right. Cause it's so easy to lose perspective and say, and also, like, well, I did this wrong. Well, I might as well give up. And when oh, you totally. have somebody saying, which actually leads me to failure. You know, wh what's your opinion on failure? How do you coach people to deal with that? I think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. I know. I know. Not Maybe not the best thing ever. Um, I, that would be ice cream. Um, but... <laughs> I think it's one of those, it's a great time to learn. We all fail, uh, fail miserably or fall down and scrape our elbows. Like it happens. That's your opportunity to learn. And it's going to hurt and you're going to cry and you're going to want to get in bed and put the covers over your head and hide. And I say, go for it, do it. That feels really good. And then when you do have that moment and checking in with your community and coach or whatever, that's the time to really think of, oh, how can I learn from this? Contrast causes us to expand and grow. So it's just a contrast. You are just figuring out how to grow. Yes. Yeah. And what it's what I find interesting, and this is a good thing to notice, is how we take so many, we define without really even thinking about it, so many things in our head as being failures. And so, for example, you know, you might post something on social media and get one like. And for some people, they're like, oh, my God, I have failed. So there's this way in which we, we lose perspective. Oh, so much. And when we kind of take a step back of like, cool, you had one person post, uh, one person like, I imagine how many people just didn't click on the like, but actually saw that and you made an impact on your life and uh, on their lives. And I think that that's when we have to really check, is that really going to, is that in alignment with my goals? Is that in alignment with what I'm actually doing? Is that post really going to make an impact or 
am I going to have a bigger impact and what I'm wanting to achieve by something different that's maybe harder to measure. Right. And there is this way in which the more you put something out in the world, you get energy and momentum and motivation. So sure, maybe that one post, you're not getting the feedback that you would want, but it doesn't mean that you haven't moved forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that um, I think that that's where some people get stuck is they're like, oh, I can't move now. Nothing's happened. I got one post. Nope. Cool. It's a great time. You did it once. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And so we have to keep moving forward and keep having those steps and keep chasing that dream. Yeah. Yeah. What I've noticed, and you know, a friend of mine, another coach pointed out that we have these expansion and contraction cycles. So a lot of us, we contract after failures, but we also contract after we've taken action and even had success. Like, look, I put myself out here. I've done, you know, all of these things and people have been noticing. And then it's like, we have to go back and go, oh my God, what was I doing? You know, I, I feel so vulnerable. And I can't do anything right now. That so many of my clients come with that cycle. <laughs> yeah, that expansion and contraction, and oh, I, I went too far. I got to get back in, and it's it's breathing. And so, finding a way after you expand, how to like halfway contract and like, okay, I'm just going to breathe for a little bit, and find an expansion that feels consistent. <laughs> yes, right. What teeny little step can I take, or maybe my contraction? period rather than it lasting a month. Maybe it can last a week. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And, you know, so, so much of this is recognizing the patterns is that this is just the way people do things. And it doesn't feel like it always, but that we have a choice to think about it differently and do something differently. But boy, does it not feel like it, which is why going back to your you need somebody to be in your court to remind you of these things. Oh, you need that cheerleader. You need that person that kind of can hold you is right next to your safety net of like, Hey, it's okay to contract and I got you. And I'm also going to kind of give you a nudge to do it again. Because if you stay in that contraction spot, then you might get too comfortable. So that's why I love about having a coach, um, a provider, somebody to keep that pushing that feels safe. Yeah. Yeah. Safe pushing. We want safe pushing. (laughs) I don't know if that really exists, but we want safe fearlessness. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it really is true. And yeah, and there's also this... um, I think a lot of people there, they, they start putting themselves out there and then it feels like it's not them. They feel like a fraudulent, like they're a fraud Mm -hmm. with what they're doing. And what's, what's a reframe on the, I'm a fraud. I don't actually know what I'm doing sort of thing here. I'm telling people I know what I'm doing and really I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I think one, I, I have a lot of my clients write out their brag list, all of the cool things that they've ever done in their life. And it doesn't have to do with anything that they might be doing now. Maybe they won the spelling bee contest in whatever grade. So I have them write out their brag list of all oh, just how awesome sauce they truly are. And when they have that kind of fraudy feelings pop up, um, I I have them pull out their brag list. But then also to really empower them, they might not be the world expert on eating disorders, but I'm an expert in the way I do things. I might not be the world's expert on how to start a private practice, but I'm an expert in the way I do it. And so really empowering them and letting them know that they're an expert in the way they do things. Right. Yes. And there's a way in which sometimes recognizing, well, just almost always, I mean, not almost always, 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 when, I, when I'm working with somebody, there's this recognition that what you are teaching is often what you yourself struggle with at some level, because that's how you can empathize with what they're going through. Oh, totally. I think the best teachers are the ones that can really kind of have that understanding of like, yeah, I totally know exactly what you're feeling. And even if somebody does come up with something that might not be exactly your experience, just being able to have that listening ear can be so empowering. Right. Or even just even if the experience is different, understanding that same sort of emotion, like that feeling of understanding that feeling of hopelessness or that feeling of, oh, you know, this is just too much or I'll never get out of my head. You know, I'll never stop thinking these thoughts and be the kind of person who can either be super healthy or, um, you know, this great successful practitioner And if somebody can understand that feeling and say, but you know what, I've been there and there is a way through. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I tell my patients all the time, you know, I've got, if you're in the jungle, like in the Amazon and I'm leading you along this path, I've got an amazing map and I've got a flashlight. You just have to tell me which way to go and I'm going to the whole entire way. Right. Yeah. Ah, it's good. Could you uh, come over and just follow me around every day? And- <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, I'm sure it might be better weather where you are than I am. It's pretty yeah. warm here for winter. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's raining. It's San Diego. <laughs> oh, I'm there tomorrow. San Diego. <laughs> it's lovely. It's lovely, actually. Well, this has been so fun to talk to you. And I kind of what I want people to know from based on what you're, what you're saying and what you're sharing with everybody is all of these feelings are super normal to, to feel like I am never going to be able to take care of my diet the way I want to be and eat the things I want to, that I know are in integrity or to take the actions that I need to, to take, to move forward. And we've all been there. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, and it really helps to have a way to walk people through these things. So thank you. Oh, thank you. This has been just so fun. And I am just so excited for all of the listeners to feel empowered and know that 
they're totally normal. Yeah, they are. And please remind everybody where they can find you again. Yeah, you can check me out over at fearlesspractitioners.com and on all the social channels at Adrian Paxoza. And I'm going to spell your name in case they don't see the show notes because I just listen in the car. A-D-R-I-E-N-P-A-Z-Z-O-S-A. Am I yep. correct? <laughs> yeah, that the last name's a hard one. Paxoza. <laughs> yeah. It actually is how it sounds. So that's lovely. Um Thank you, Adrian. Listeners, I so appreciate you showing up for yourselves and your lives. And until next time, remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 